Hey everybody, Dr. Josh Axe here. Welcome to the Dr. Axe Show. Today I have one of my favorite guests, Dr. Alejandro Younger. And I read his book years ago. He wrote a book called Clean. And then I read another book of his called Clean Gut. And it was a great book on how to restore and help heal issues like leaky gut and other digestive problems. And the book is just fantastic. He's also an expert in detoxification. And uh, he is the founder and medical director of the Clean Program. He's an LA-based cardiologist, and he graduated from medical school in Uruguay. And I can just tell you, just generally from speaking uh, speaking to him a couple times now, that the thing that I love about him most is he's got an amazing heart. He just really wants to help people, and he's in it to help see people's lives transformed. And so, Doctor uh, Doctor Younger, hey, thanks for joining me today. Well, thank you for having me, and thanks for that nice introduction. Yeah, so I know uh, you're an expert in so many different topics, and I know you've studied Ayurvedic medicine, you've studied Chinese medicine, and uh, you're like me, that where you like going back to, you like what the medical research says, but you also like going back to those ancient principles that have stood the test of time, and that's one of the things I respect so much about you. When I read your books, another thing I was so impressed with, I mean, I'm just remembering back reading your book, Clean Gut, your analogies are so good in your books. You know, I remember one of the one of your analogies was sort of like a house and our internal systems being like piping and other things. And so you've done such a good job of taking complex matters and simplifying them. And today I really want to focus on detoxification. Now we'll talk a little about gut health and some other things in Ayurveda, but let's talk about detoxification. Uh, just kind of to kick us off here, why is detoxification important today? So, so everybody talks about global warming, right? But I see the planet as an animal. And this global warming is a symptom. It's a fever. The, the planet has a fever. And the, the cause of the fever is what we should be addressing. And what I see and understand as the cause of this fever is global toxicity. Mm. And, and specifically, the part that I really focus on is the toxicity that we end up inside from outside sources like the air we breathe, the water we drink, the cosmetics we use, the cleaning uh, uh, products that we use to clean our homes and our clothing with, our, our um, but most than anything, our food. You know, we don't eat food anymore. We eat edible products. We eat things made in plants as opposed to eating plants. And all these chemicals that we add to our food in order to add taste and color and, and and, and consistency and, and to make them durable. These chemicals alone or in combination cause all kinds of diseases which end up having this epidemic proportion uh, in, 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 the, in the world we live in today. So we are toxic blind. And this, I came to the conclusion from my own experience. I came to the United States to be a cardiologist. I wanted to discover things and in, 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 in put stents in arteries, and, and, but I got really, really sick, not only from the chemicals, but also from the toxicity of the system of education of medicine that I was living in with yeah. long, long hours on call. And, 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 and I got really sick. And it was through cleansing and detoxification that first I encountered in a fasting place in Palm Springs, the Wick Air Spa, but then I really understood through, through functional medicine, that's how I really restored my health. And that's why it's so uh, um, close to my heart, because that as a tool 
has been my most powerful tool in my medical toolbox in helping people. Wow. So one of the things that we have a lot of people listening and they may be saying to themselves, well, I don't know if now some people know that they have toxicity. Other people say, maybe be saying, well, I don't know if my health issues are related to or a friend of mine or a family member, if they're related to, to toxicity. Can you give, give some examples of some of the most common symptoms or even conditions that are sort of the warning signs that somebody might have you know, major issues with toxicity? And I know it's everybody. Let me just say this. I can free frame and say, I know everybody has toxins. And my wife and I, we're as healthy as anybody, but we know, hey, there's air pollution. You can't get away from it sometimes. There's radiation from, unfortunately, my computer screen, myself. There's all these different things. But what are some of those symptoms? What are some of the most common conditions? And then am I correct in saying everybody needs to detox? If you live in a modern city, and I follow you, I've, I've seen that you've been going to New York a lot lately. Yeah. Um, if you live in a modern city, an industrialized society, you will be affected by, by toxicity. And at some point, it may build up enough to show up as a disease, right? But even if it doesn't show up as a disease, um, all these nagging little things that people are, are complaining about, the lack of sleep, the lack of of, uh, of uh, good hair growing and, and, and problems in their skin, allergies, um, all kinds of little nagging problems are very much resolved right away with a good detoxification program, which let, leads me to think that they're caused by the accumulated toxicity. This is not uh, uh, something that we can, in many cases, in some cases we can detect which toxic chemical it is right? Unless the reaction is really strong, but it's an accumulation of all these toxic chemicals that we, that we use and that are approved by the FDA and that we commonly feel safe about, right? And if you look around, everybody is, is having some kind of health issue. Everybody uh, that I know is taking some kind of pill for something. And this is, in my opinion, the, the result of the toxicity that we live in. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's kind of crazy. You look at the number of conditions today that uh, people are struggling with. And, and as you're saying, I mean, a lot of them are due to toxicity. And again, this is for everybody. Whether you have a health condition or you don't have a health condition, we're all exposed to toxins on a daily basis. And I'll just say just a few I know that I've seen in people over the years as, as well. Uh, a lot of times when people have toxicity, a lot of times, it, you know, brain fog. I've seen a lot of people have sort of neurological and brain issues. We know, I mean, you look at studies uh, a lot of people with certain types of neurodegenerative illnesses sometimes have things like aluminum in their brain. I mean, so there are so many categories of toxins from heavy metals to environmental toxins to food additives to the chemicals in our own, you know, cleaning supply, all these different things. They're all over the place. So for most people out there, here's the other thing I want to say, uh, Dr. Younger, there are majors and there's minors. Most people aren't going to take their, their cell phones here and just get rid of them, right? We know that this is a source because of some radiation. But what are the majors that people are being exposed to on a regular basis that they can get rid of? It's another thing. If somebody's living in New York or L.A. or Mexico City or somewhere like that, you know, in some of these areas, there's a lot of air pollution. And some people just may not be able to avoid that. But what are the biggest things that we're exposing ourselves to on a regular basis that maybe we can make a swap and do something else or get it out of our life? Yeah, I agree with you that it's very difficult. And sometimes 
it's a limitation for people when they hear that they just give up because they say this is too much, right? So yeah. we, we got to give people a way to think about it that it's approachable, right? And, and, and um, you know, we, we were discussing before we started recording uh, on how we both are interested in ancient knowledge and, right. and practices, right? And the reason I am very interested in ancient knowledge and practices is because they are more aligned with nature. This is, the, this is, for me, the axis of the way that we should be thinking out. The human body is a piece of art, and, the, and doctors are, are um, art restoration uh, uh, workers, right? So we are restoring what nature designed and what nature made function really well. And when I, I am attempting to help somebody with their restoration, what I think is, what would nature do? Right. Mm. So this yeah. is and, and, and this then extends to everything. Right. For example, in our foods. So so the way I think about it is if it's if it comes in a tube, in a bag, in a jar, in a can, then it probably has chemicals that maybe are not toxic in the minor quantities in in which they, be, you know, they come uh, in, in the in the containers and they're approved by the FDA and, and, and whatever, but the accumulation of them co starts causing problems. You know, for example, preservatives. They, they are put in the foods in order to preserve their, their life, their, their shelf life. And meaning what? They, they avoid um, other organisms to grow and eat them up. They, they kill bacteria. And what, what is the most important thing that we know now lives in our gut that affects every system in the body is our biome yeah. the bacteria in our body right and and not only the bacteria because there's there's now the the, the fungal biome that that people are are, are learning about and many other yeah. things but but all these microorganisms that we need and then then you eat stuff that kill them directly so so everything that nature that you don't find in nature then try to avoid. And that's yeah. the general big rule that I, that I think of. I love that. It's a great example. And I'll throw out a few out there I know that I see on a regular basis. You know, a lot of times, you know, one of the biggest toxic exposures I still see, Doc, is people are still cooking in Teflon pants. You know, the nonstick cookware. And sometimes we were scraping that stuff with metal forks and everything else. It's just, I mean, that is one of the most toxic things I see people using on a regular basis. Drinking tap water. How about that? I mean, you know, Nashville actually just got tested here. And I'm glad Chelsea and I bought a, a water filter that we've used, you know, in every, I've used a water, a, you know, water filtration system for the past 15 plus years. But it's kind of crazy as well, you know. I'm going to show you and, and, and your listeners what I have under my sink. It's like this incredible water filtration system with, with a reverse osmosis microcarbon three-step filter, an ultraviolet light, and a calcium coral that, um, that remineralizes the water. So, so yeah, I totally agree with you. That's, that, those are things that most people don't even think about. I love that, Doc. Important. You know, a lot of times I get questions now of people asking, hey, what are some of the brands? So do you know the brand of you know, the water filtration system you have? If not, I know a few good ones I'll just mention here. But Yeah, if you go to oxygenozone.com, this this guy called William Wendling, which is my water guru, 
he, he actually turned my pool into a non-chlorine pool by putting ozone and ionizers. And, I mean, and he sells some incredible systems there. So Oxygen Ozone. OxygenOzone.com. OxygenOzone.com. That's fantastic. I know there's some other ones. If you're looking for one that's more on a budget that definitely gets out a lot of the chemicals, there is a uh, website called PureWaterFreedom.com. I know there's another uh, company called Pres Prescription PH. But uh, oxygenozone.com. And actually, we do the same thing. Uh, we, uh, Chelsea and I have a pool, and we, um, it's, a, it's ozone, you know, similar things. So it's yeah. the uh, best way to you go know, for the swimming pools, too. I just, I just wrote a book and, uh, called Clean Seven, about a seven-day program that, that mixes principles from functional medicine, Ayurvedic medicine, and, and intermittent fasting into a really powerful detox program that's only one week. My previous program was 21 days. And, and I realized that even though it transforms lives profoundly, not many people were willing to commit to 21 days from the start. So I wanted to give people something to, to, to get a, a jumpstart, right? And, and, um, and in the first chapter, I describe what the problem that I see is, right? And I, and I um, relate the story of a person that wakes up in, in bed and for eight hours, hopefully was exposed to all the fumes from the mattress, fire retardants, and from the detergents, from the sheets, and, 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 and the pajamas, or whatever it is that they were using. Then they step on the floor, and they go walking to the bathroom, and on the way, all the, all the chemicals that are um, from, you know, from the compressed woods that we use for our flooring and the, and the, and the carpets. And then they get to the bathroom, they open the, the, the water and they splash themselves and brush their teeth and all the chemicals that come in the toothpaste and, and, and in the water and then the deodorant and then the makeup for the ladies and then the perfume and then they go have their breakfast and in their breakfast, not only the Teflon things that they, that people cook with, but everything else that comes in the, in the, in their bacon and their eggs and their muffins and right. And by the time that you get in your car to go to work, you've been exposed to more than a thousand chemicals that alone or in combination are known to co cause birth defects, infertility, chronic diseases. I mean, it's just remarkable what we're doing to ourselves. It is. Well, so obviously everybody's hearing this is that there are a lot of toxins we're exposed to in the environment and our households. So let's start talking about some solutions here, Doc, on what are some things, and, and I want to encourage everybody, check out Dr. Younger's book. Uh, it's called Clean, what, what is it called? Clean is my first one. Clean Guts is my second one. Clean Seven is coming out in December. Clean Seven. Clean Seven. That's right. And I remember I started flipping through and I, I went through some of the PDF and it looks fantastic. And I want to encourage you guys, check out his book. Go on Amazon.com right now or BarnesandNoble.com. Go online and check it out. It's called Clean Seven. Uh, and you can check it out by the doc here, Dr. Alejandro Younger. And, you know, so... And I encourage everybody to check out the book. Let's talk about some of the things, though, that people can start doing today. Let me ask you first, are there any foods that we can start consuming? Are there food categories that support detoxification? First of all, the, the functional medicine talks about the four R's. You know, and the first R is remove. So removing the toxins that we are consuming is already a big step forward. Right? Well, let's, start, let's start there then. Let's start. What are the big things we've got to remove? So, so the first and most is 
anything that is not found in nature, right? And I know this is a difficult concept because when you go to a supermarket and you take a bird's eye view, 90% of what people are consuming these days as food is, is, uh, is, uh, it comes in, a, in, in some kind of container, right? And only 10% is in the outskirts of the supermarket, which is the, you know, the poultry, the fish, the vegetables, and the, and the fruits. And, That's right. And, right? So, so it, it, it's kind of mind-blowing for people to say, well, if I don't eat things from a container, what should I eat? Well, the more that you eat whole foods as you find them in nature, the less exposed to toxins you're going to be. And this is a huge first step, right? And then, and then uh, I mean, I've, I, I saw a post on your website, I think it was very recently, about the, the clean 15 foods, right? Which, which are the foods that if you cannot um, afford to buy organic, are less um, likely to, cut, to have uh, pesticides and all kinds of chemicals, right? That's right. So if you educate yourself like that, you, you, know, you can buy organic, whatever is really necessary, and, and, and non-organic, from the list of foods that are less likely to contain this chemical. I love it. So, and, and by the way, this is such a fantastic recommendation and classic principle. Just remember this, when you're going to the grocery store, stay on the outside, you know, stay on the outside, the perimeter there. Uh, and by what Dr. Alejandro talked about. Another way to think about it is, if you go to the supermarket, either, either imagine that you are with your great grandmother or great, great grandmother, and, and don't buy anything that she wouldn't recognize as, as edible. And the, second, and the second thing is imagine that you're a hunter-gatherer and go there and hunt for your food. So you're going to end up buying either, either the, the, the fish and the, and, the, and the meats or the vegetables and the fruits, right? And also make sure that those, you know, don't contain chemicals. Like, for example, if you find, buy fish, make sure that there's freshly caught in, 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 in the sea or, or, the, or the rivers and not from... from uh, from fish farms, which load the fish with chemicals. The same thing with 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 meat. You know, meat meat that is grass fed has actually some some uh, good benefits. But meats that are from cows that are grain fed and given antibiotics and hormones are going to be as toxic as anything in a in, in a container. Yeah, it's a great point there, Doc. Uh, I'm glad, glad you brought that up because again, yeah, I, I did uh, some research on fish years ago, looking at all the studies, and it's amazing that the farmed fish the levels of dioxins and PCBs, all of these chemicals, medications, all of this that's found in the supply of what they're feeding the fish and then what we're consuming, especially, I mean, tilapia is a good example of one of the most uh, far, farmed fish that is toxic. We know Atl Atlantic salmon is a problem. So as, doc, as the doc's talking about here, make sure it's wild caught fish, grass fed beef, uh, natural sources as much as you can. And if, if you say, well, hey, sometimes I got to be concerned about budget, then do things like canned salmon. You know, canned salmon, uh, if it is the BPA-free liner, so at least that's better than the Atlantic, uh, you know, looking at things, you know, buying part of a cow and storing it in a freezer. You know, I, I remember I did that in college. I, I, I was getting turned on to eating healthy and I learned that buying in bulk organic and healthier uh, things can could sometimes go a long way too, especially if you're on a budget. So there's some thoughts for you guys there. And the more we shift the demand, the cheaper things become, right? That's good. And now so places like Costco have a, a aisles of organic stuff, you know, and, and and it's cheaper than than Whole Foods, right? Totally. All right. Point number two. So you talked about remove. What's point number two? So so then then there are foods that even if Whole Foods hinder somehow 
your detoxification processes, right? And, and I'm talking about avoiding these foods during the times in which you dedicate to enhance your detoxification ability, right? And so there are five big groups that one should avoid at least periodically, if not permanently, but at least periodically in order to really give your body, allow your body the opportunity to cleanse. And Because the good news is that all these toxins, 99% or, 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 or 95%, I don't know exactly the percentage, but many of them, more than 90%, your body can um, handle and your liver can, can turn from, from liposoluble into water-soluble and then you can excrete them, right? But you need to have all the materials that the body needs in order to do that, that the liver needs and the other cells need. And also you need to reduce or, or eliminate the things that will hinder this, this uh, biotransformation, right? And the, the five big groups are dairy products, gluten products, coffee, alcohol, and sugar. Right? So, so I know that a lot of people are already eliminating all these things, even just regularly normally but at least you dedicate you know one two three weeks a year in which you eliminate these things in order to allow yourself and your own detoxification organs and, and tissues to do their work now let me ask you this doc because i i know a lot of my listeners and the one thing that actually popped up on there that some of them are saying whoa i wasn't expecting that for some people it's coffee okay so you know, I think a lot of people are saying, okay, I get dairy. It's so dampening and it's, there's, you know, it's, there, there's issues there. Sugar, of course, but let's talk about coffee for a little bit. Now I do know coffee, especially when it's non-organic is the most sprayed crop out there. And so it is loaded with pesticides. So is this all coffee? Uh, maybe because of the caffeine and maybe that's putting a little stress on adrenals and your, uh, uh, and your, uh, you know, your liver has to deal with it, or is it just all coffee except for certified organic. I, I just want to hear your take on coffee to clarify here. And this is a great question because there are a lot of benefits for, from, for, for, from coffee. Yeah. And, and more and more people are becoming aware of it and the coffee industry is exploding in terms of, of uh, people now that even didn't even drink coffee doing it for the health benefits. And I agree with many of them, right? But, but the first thing is what you just said. When it's not organic, it's the most pesticide-loaden lo um, uh, uh, crop in the world, right? But the second thing that people should consider is this. If you wake up in the morning and you need your coffee to function, you need a vacation from it. Mm, that's a good point. If you cannot function without coffee, then you need a vacation from it. You need to rebuild your adrenals because your, your coffee that are just is whipping your adrenals and, 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 and you are an addict. You know, you depend on something in order to function, right? So, so in New York, I remember when I was living there and doing my cardiology fellowship, I used to walk from my apartment to, to, to the hospital and I passed three coffee shops, you know, Starbucks and another couple, right? And I saw even before they opened, the line of people waiting to, 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 to get their dose, right? And there was a methadone clinic also. And the same thing happened. You know, there was a line of people waiting for their dose in order to, to, to function, and you couldn't tell the difference between them. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. You know, my wife and I, so my wife was a barista for five years, and she loves her coffee. And, uh, but, but both her and I do realize that we don't need coffee every day. And so for her, 
Uh, you know, and for her, sometimes she'll do it, you know, maybe five days a week. Sometimes it's three, sometimes it's seven, but she's always is taking it off. And when she's doing it, it's, uh, you know, it's probably like uh, 75 to 80 grams of caffeine a day. It's a smaller amount for myself. I typically do it maybe twice a week. I do, I do coffee. I do a lot of matcha green tea as well and herbal teas and mix those in there. But I think it's a really good point that a lot of us, especially if, if you, as, as Dr. Alejandro is talking about here, if you're a person who, if you get off coffee, it wrecks your day, you become, you either get a headache or you literally have a hard time functioning just because you're so tired that your, your system is relying on that. So it is good to cycle it in and out. And especially as Dr. Alejandro is talking about and in his book, Clean 7, he really gets into, you know, taking seven days off from it, letting your body reset, not become dependent upon the stimulant. Uh, that is, uh, you know, a lot of caffeinated beverages. So I think these are now, great now, now, for your readers that love coffee, I, I have a good news. Coffee may be even uh, beneficial in other ways than just drinking it, right? Because I, now there's a lot of evidence of, of, um, of what coffee enemas can do. And I mean, not, not that it's a new thing, because Dr. Gerson with his Gerson therapy was using uh, coffee enemas for a long time. But, but it, I don't want to give the impression that coffee is poison. It's only poison if you're addicted to it and you can't function without it. Yeah. That's great. And again, I do want to kind of say a lot of people are going and getting it from these conventional chains where the coffee is not organic. It's not, it's been sprayed with chemicals. And so if you are consuming the conventional coffee, uh, and especially the way that people get their coffees today, it is so bad. It's, you know, it's whipped cream. It's these syrups that are loaded with sugar. I mean, if you go and look on a website of some of these major chains and look at the calories uh, from hydrogenated fats and sugar that people are putting in their coffee today, it's absolutely mind-blowing. So if you're going to buy coffee, make it organic and healthy. In ancient times, shamans and healers used to use coffee as a, as a medicinal thing, as just, just like, like tobacco, right, in ceremonies. And, and people would get these heightened experiences and, and you know, probably see spirits, or, right? But nowadays, it's just a thing that we use so constantly that we're kind of used to and, and, and resistant to, right? Yeah, it's a great point. And I think, too, if you look at Ayurvedic and Chinese medicine, you know, different things are recommended for different people. You know, not everybody uh, is meant to drink coffee. Not everybody's meant to have a certain type of tea. And, you know, as, as we've heard the saying go, one man's food is another man's poison. And so I think it's important to know your body, know yourself. Some people do really great with coffee. Some people do better with a lot of the, you know, things like, like, like green teas or oolongs or matcha or ribose. And some people do better with really no stimulants. So it just really depends upon the person. Hey guys, Dr. Axe here. You know, I founded Ancient Nutrition with Jordan Rubin because we are on a mission to bring you history's healthiest whole food nutrients that can help you transform your health. You know, we've seen these amazing health transformations with our own families, my mom, Jordan himself, and our friends by using these ancient principles. And we use ancient principles when we formulate each and every one of our products. In fact, our turmeric formula uses the ancient Ayurvedic method and has other herbs to make the turmeric more absorbable. And we want you to experience these incredible benefits. Whether you're looking to boost your immune system, improve digestion, balance hormones, increase energy, sleep more soundly, or get the beauty benefits of thicker hair and fewer wrinkles, 
Ancient Nutrition is here to support you. Get $10 off your next purchase of just $40 or more with the code PODCAST10. I can't wait to hear about your personal health transformation. Let's jump into R number three. What is R number three in those four, uh, four pillars of functional medicine? So remove is the first one. Restore is the second one, right? So, so you are restoring all the good nutrients, that, that, uh, the micronutrients, that, the phytonutrients that, that were lacking if you were eating just from cans and, and, and jars and tubes, right? And then the, the, the third R would be re-inoculate, right? Um, in the first R, remove, it's also the removal of the bad organisms in your gut. And then the third, the third R talks about the re-inoculation of, of the good bacteria in your gut. So, so jumping back to number two, what, what are some of your favorite foods? If somebody's saying, okay, I need to get a lot of nutrients here. I've been nutrient deficient and I know it. What are some of the best foods or food groups that people should be getting? Well, everybody should up their their consumption of of vegetables, right? Yeah, vegetables and fruits are are you know God's gift to humanity for for good nutrition, and not only humanity for for animals too. Yeah. So so and and amongst the vegetables, green vegetables are the the royal family of the vegetables, right? So so. In, in, in a big overview, that's what I have to say about that. But then, right. then anything that comes from nature, anything that's whole, uh, a whole food is great, like seeds and, and nuts. And, and th- th- there's so much that we can find in nature, right? And, and, in, and, in, and in supermarkets too that are really good for us. All right, let's jump into number three then. What do you mean by re-inoculate? Probiotics, right? Or, or fermented foods, right? And, um, and this is something that we are in the beginnings of understanding, right? But, the, but we know now that there's more bacteria in our gut, in a healthy gut, than cells in your entire body. We know now that the, that the bacteria in, the, in our gut and other organisms communicate with every cell in your body and, and, and can, can um, promote health, but also can, can cause disease, right? So... so understanding that there's a biome, that there's a, a, a population of, of organisms that we must maintain healthy is really important. So, so re-inoculation is about, about re, uh, first removing the, 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 the bad organisms and then re-inoculating or replanting or repopulating the, the, the intestines with good organisms. And there's plenty of good probiotics out there. I love your SBO probiotics. Um, so, so and I recommend it to a lot of people, even though I sell probiotics too. So I, I, I understand that, that um, that aspect is a very important aspect of health. Yeah. So with probiotics, again, th- th- this is key that, you know, when you look at, and you use the word re-inoculation. Now, when most people hear that, their head might go to something like an actual shot that people are getting today, immunizations, those sort of things. But the cool thing that you and I both know when you study ancient medicine and nature is that we were actually created to have our immune systems built up through being inoculated through different foods and exposures and bacteria. So as you're talking, go, go ahead, doc. Oh, you, you get me excited. Well, the first inoculation we have is through the birth canal. That's right. You know, the, the bacteria that are in the birth canal of your mom are the first bacteria. And then, and then you, you take your first breath, but with it, you 
you you inoculate yourself with good bacteria, right? So so that is actually the first vaccine that we get from nature, right? It is. Yeah, it's it's such a good point. You know, when I, I wrote a book years ago called Eat Dirt, which you were so kind to, uh, I believe, write an endorsement for. And so one of the things I wanted to say with that is that, um, you know, in that book, I go through a few studies out of Japan and Asia, and they, they really found that, you know, when you're eating foods that are in your regional area, you are, in fact, being inoculated. You are uh, being exposed to different types of bacteria and microbes and things that uh, your body adjusts to, and then it creates certain types of bacteria in your gut so it knows in the future it could better break down the food you eat or things you're exposed to. And so it's pretty amazing when you look at some of the research on, or even something like raw honey. You know, raw honey, especially if it's local to your area, has 200 different types of microbes that build up and strengthen your immune system over time. So one of the things I recommend, you know, I used to run a functional medicine clinic and I had uh, patients and a lot of moms come in and I told them, hey, go to the local farmer's market grab food out of the dirt, you know, wash it off a little bit, but give that to your kids, get raw local honey, give those to your kids. Let's start building kids' immune systems that way. I think it's a good, good way to do it. And, and to look at it from the other side, right? When I get, I mean, one of the first questions I ask any patient that comes to me, the more complicated the disease, the more I ask this question is, were you born through the birth canal or were you born by C-section? Yeah. Given a lot of antibiotics, were you breastfed? Or, or, or not? Were you giving a lot of antibiotics growing up as a kid? And the more, the more um, that, I, that these things add up, being born by C-section, not being breastfed, and having a lot of antibiotics when they were kids, the more that the complicated and the serious the diseases are down the line. So that talks about the other aspect, right? Uh, the, the good bacteria, maintaining the good bacteria is really good, but killing it off and not giving nature the opportunity to inoculate you that is also really bad it is man it's, it's, it's a great point i'm so glad you're bringing up these points here and so part of that everybody listening it's yeah what, what are some of your favorite foods or or uh let, let's say do you have a couple that maybe you eat i'd love to hear actually about you like what do you eat on a regular basis or any are there any probiotic rich foods that we could find in your fridge well, the fermented foods are, are the, 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 the foods that will actually give you the most value for re-inoculation, but not only that, for also for, for, for prebiotic value, because you, you, it's not only enough to put those little animals in there, you got to feed them too, right? And, and, and prebiotics are the food that they eat, which comes in vegetables, and, but especially fermented foods have, have a, a, a big value in order to maintain a good, healthy uh, intestinal flora. That's good. So like sauerkraut, kimchi, miso, coconut yogurt, I think, uh, you know, because you mentioned stay away from dairy, but coconut yogurt I've seen or coconut kefir I've seen at places like Whole Foods Market. I'm getting into health that. food stores. Yeah, I'm getting into that. And I'm trying to get my kids into that. That's great. I love it. All right, let's talk about our number four. What, what do you got for me? So our number four is repair, right? I call the intestinal lining the Achilles heel of humanity. Mm. This is their weakest point, right? Because it was not designed for the insult that it's suffering these days with all these toxic chemicals that we're putting into our intestine. Not only that, even if you eat the wholest of whole foods, even if you eat um, a, a, a just organic foods, the quantity, the, 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 the frequency, 
and the variety of mixtures that we use all at the same time is not natural and it ends up affecting the, the, the intestinal lining, right? So, so that's why intermittent fasting and fasting are becoming so popular and showing people the benefits because we are eating too much, too often, and too many things, right? So, so the walls of your intestines are where kind of health starts you know, and disease begins, right? When that is broken, and you've spoken about this so many times, when you break the integrity, when holes are created, when it becomes hyperpermeable, the condition called leaky gut or hyperpermeability develops, and then the, the immune system, which lives right on the other side of the intestinal wall, 70% of your immune system lives right there. Why? Because it's, it's, it's like, a, like the army. It's located at the borders that are in danger of, of strangers coming in. And we only have three borders, really. The, the, our skin, our lungs, and our intestines, right? And, yeah. that, and, and that's where our immune system is located. And, and, but 70% of it, because a lot of the strangers coming through, through our intestines are located around the intestines. And so your intestinal um, immune system is, depends on the integrity of the intestinal and a, a lining, and that's where autoimmune diseases and all kinds of chronic diseases and inflammation begins, right? So the, the fourth R is about repairing that, right? Creating the conditions for your body, because we as doctors, we don't do anything. We just create the conditions for the real doctor, nature, to take care of things, because it's within us, all the mechanisms of repair, all the knowledge of repair. In fact, your body is always trying to repair everything that's broken. You, we just have to create the conditions. And the conditions for that is we have to give the, the intestinal digestive tube a rest. In order, just like if you break a bone, you have to give your arm a rest so for it to heal. And you have to have the correct nutrients available for that, you know, the building blocks for, for, for our cells to build more cells and cover those holes, right? And, you know, and that's one of the keys here that I, I want everybody to recognize. It's such a, a wise point here that you said this, is that it's not a food that heals you. Your body heals itself. That's why intermittent fasting is so powerful. And I know that you have part of your Clean 7 program, but intermittent fasting, fasting has been recommended from everybody from Hippocrates to Maimonides. It's referenced in the Bible. It's referenced... The prophet in, 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 in the Muslim religion also used to, used to fast every... Fasting. I think it was every Tuesday and every Thursday. I learned that today from a Muslim patient of mine. So as you can see, fasting has been done for a long period of time. And it's done for mental and spiritual breakthroughs, but it's also done for our own health in a lot of cases. Because when you can rest your organ systems, as Dr. Alejandro was talking about your body now, it gives it a better chance to the, do the four R he's talking about, which is repair itself. And so I love that point you're bringing up and that now your body is better able because it's not working. Your intestines are typically working all the time. When it's doing nothing, when it's not having to digest something, it's better able to regenerate and heal those new and healthy tissues. It's a, it's, it's a great point. I'm glad you said that. Think about this. If you draw a line in time, for, for thousands, hundreds of thousands, or even millions of years in, in which we've been around, as animals and as humans, right? The times in which we had food available 24-7 is a microscopic dot at the end of it. For thousands or millions of years, we've been um, obliged, we've been, been, been forced to go from fasting to feasting. We feasted when we found food, 
And that's what animals in the wild are still doing, feasting when they find food, and then they spend the rest of the time looking for food and, and fasting, um, forced to fast, right? So, so we've, our genes have evolved for so long like that, and only recently they're eating all the time. So the genes don't even have the ability while you're eating to, to dedicate themselves to the repair mechanism. Yeah. So we, uh, yeah, we may not, not agree on that point of how long we've been around, but I do agree with your point on being a hunter gatherer in terms of, you know, consuming things that, that we can hunt and gather. And at the same time, again, intermittent fasting, your body heals itself. It's important to remember turmeric does not heal you. Broccoli does not heal you. Your body or this intelligence within our body or spirits actually heal our bodies. And that's why fasting is so incredibly powerful. If you've never tried it, especially as Dr. Alejandro is talking about intermittent fasting, it's really, you're skipping breakfast, essentially. Maybe you're eating you know, at noon, three o'clock and six o'clock. Maybe you're eating between a four and maximum eight hour window. And this is really, you know, I know that you're an expert in gut health and I've seen really good results in patients I've worked with in the past, especially with healing leaky gut and digestive issues, but you're talking about gut issues and immune system issues, especially they react really well to fasting. Would you, would you agree with that? Absolutely. Listen, fasting has been around for a long time. There there's hospitals in, in Germany that have whole wings for people that fast in Russia, wow. in Russia, it's a, it's a, it's a common thing that people do. There's clinics that people go from all over the world to fast from fast for 30 days for 60 days. Right. And, and by the way, wow. I, 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 you said we don't agree on how long we've been around. I don't really know. That's why I, I say it's hard to know. Yeah. Who knows, right? I mean, some people have theories, but well, yeah. Um, but yeah, fasting is really important from 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 many points of view, and it and it allows the 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 resting of your organism in order to be able to repair itself. It's great. So you you've covered a lot of information. You covered the four R's: sort of remove, restore. And then we talked about re-inoculate here as well. Yeah. And there's a fifth R, which is relaxation. Oh, oh, hey, let's do it. Let's jump into five. Here we go. The five is relaxation. And, and, and it's so important, you know, from, from uh, spending time just sleeping and, and resting to, to resting your mind with, with either engaging in, in sports or, or, or certain activities that, that slow your thinking process to meditation, right? So just, just a throwing the, the fifth R out there. I love it. And listen, that's a huge deal because as you're talking about this, it's sort of that fight or flight thing. When, you're, when you are stressed out all the time, it's like you can't go and eat a cheeseburger or while you're running a, a marathon, you know? It's like your body, your energy is somewhere else. When you're stressed, your energy is all in your brain. It's in your extremities. It's not in your central areas, your organ system. So they're regenerating themselves. And so that's a great point. Um, let me ask for you personally, what are some things you like to do uh, to, uh, to, 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 to relax and get rid of the stress? So, so and I write about this in, in, in actually all my books, right? But, but, um, but for me, meditation is really important. But, but, but meditation, not only a practice that I do at, at some point in the day or the morning or whatever, when I isolate myself and I look for the right conditions and people like to do it in a silent place. And for me, meditation is more important when it's in action, right? And I am actually practicing certain things as I do my day, even as I'm speaking to you, right? In order to become somewhat more present. And for example, mm, right good. now, 
right now, as you listen to me, put some of your attention on both your feet. Feel your feet from inside. Feel them touching the sock or the, or the shoe or the floor. Feel the temperature, the humidity. And as you do that, continue to do that as you listen to me. And as you do that, you will notice that somehow things become a little more vivid and more slow, right? Why? Because your feet are only in the present. And when you put your attention on them, you are anchoring your attention in the present. As opposed to, you know, being your attention going into your head, into the past, into the future, into interpretation or whatever, right? So I always try to put some of my attention in the present, even if, as I do other things. I love it. It's such a great principle. You know, I, there's a book I read years ago that I just love. It's called Practicing the Presence, but it's all about, yeah, being here in this present moment. It's also about being connected to God and being just aware and conscious of things. I mean, so many people go through their day. It's really easy to, you're in traffic jams. The first thing we do, people turn on their phone and start flipping through social media. And then it's, there's a, you know, it's like all this stuff versus being actually present. And today we have so many more distractions. I mean, you talked about earlier, the toxicity of, uh, you know, our environment and our household products and water and Teflon paint. We talked about all this stuff, but the, the, the toxicity today that's in the toxicity that's in the media we're exposed to of things that are going and grabbing our attention that are unhealthy. I mean, I think about this, like, you know, people live to be entertained today. A lot of times it's like, I'm going to watch four hours of TV a day and flip through social media for two hours, six hours versus Imagine what you could have accomplished and actually how it can help your mental state if you just read a book. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's just a, it's powerful my, to even think my about. Kid, my kids are, are um, seven and nine now, right? And sometimes they say, Papa, I'm bored. I say, great, great. You need to learn how to be bored because, because you didn't come here to be entertained. <laughs> That's a good, uh, that's a good dad line. I like that. That's a good, a good principle. You're bored. Good. It's good to be bored sometimes. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Um, well, I want to encourage everybody, make sure to check out Dr. Alejandro Younger here with us, his new book, uh, Clean 7. You can just go to Amazon right now, go to barnesandnoble.com right now, and just Google search Clean 7. Check out his book. It's really seven days to transform your life. For seven days, you can practice some of the things he talked about from intermittent fasting, getting the bad stuff out, consuming that list of foods he's put in there. And it's so critical for so many different organ systems for healing and rejuvenating your lungs, your digestive system, your liver, your skin is huge. You just mentioned this earlier, your skin along with your lungs and your intestinal lining, those are the barriers for your body that we have to heal in order to heal properly. And so I want to encourage you guys, check out his new book, Clean 7. And last question I have for you, are you a Uruguay soccer fan? I used to be when I lived there, but it gave me so much suffering that I stopped. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I remember. So I, I played soccer growing up, played in high school, played some club in college. And so I was, I, I loved, I played soccer a lot. I used to follow English Premier League and I grew up in Columbus, Ohio. And the team just started when I was a freshman in high school. So I'd go to watch the Columbus crew play. But I remember watching, this is years ago, World Cup, Uruguay. I mean, they've had, Maybe it's been a few years, but they've had some good teams over the years. I remember they had one of the best uh, keepers I'd ever seen. He was fantastic. Yes, but you have to understand that South America and, and you know, Brazil it, it, and even Mexico, it, soccer is a, is a big thing. People 
people commit suicide when the when their teams lose. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's an intense thing, you know. And people suffer. And I used to be one of them. I used to suffer when my team <laughs> lost. You know? I was I was on the team called Peñarol, and 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 so I I, I just gave it up. That's so funny. It reminds me. So I grew up in Ohio. Everyone's an Ohio State Buckeye. I mean, it's just. It's more like college football, maybe in the South or the, you know, or some other areas too, maybe is the closest equivalent, but I know it's even, it's at a whole nother level there. So, um, I want to let you know, doc, man, I, I respect you so much. I love what you do. I've read your books over the years and I believe you're one of the, uh, one of the best people out there, just educating people and bringing sound wisdom. That's really a combination of ancient practices and today's science. And so just know that, man, I'm one of your biggest fans. I love what you've done. I want to encourage everybody, check out Dr. Alejandro Younger. Check out all of his books, Clean, Clean Gut, Clean 7. You can find them in bookstores across the country as well as online. And I want to say, Doc, thanks so much for being part of uh, the podcast today. Yeah, I love it. Thank you. Anytime. Awesome. Hey, we'll talk soon. Thanks, everybody. Hey guys, thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. Make sure to go to my recent Instagram post and let me know what your favorite part of the show was. Also, don't forget to follow me at Dr. Josh Axe there on Insta, where I cover the latest health trends, natural medicine, and so much more. Also, if you're loving this podcast, do me a big favor, head over to Apple Podcasts, subscribe, and leave a five-star review. Thanks so much for being on mission with me. See you next week. This podcast is for information purposes only. Statements and views expressed in this podcast are not medical advice and have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Their own, and this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests. Those on this podcast may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to herein.